Hi there, this is Michael Westra with Breaking the Systems of Control podcast. Come hang out with me as we explore and pursue true freedom, liberty, and the art of minding your own business. What is up, everybody? I'm glad to have you back. You're listening to Episode 7, titled Sold into Data Slavery, Part 2. Yes, Part 2. I know, I finally got Part 2 out. So I actually recorded part two when I recorded part one, but it was such a long video that I split it up or or such a long podcast for those who aren't watching the video version that I split it up and I, I didn't edit the second half yet. And then I did an interview with Josh and I, I just wanted to get that interview out there because I, I, I liked it so much that I just didn't post that part two yet. So, finally bringing you part two. Sorry for the wait. <laughs> but Merry Christmas, everyone. Because of the holiday, I'm feeling a little festive and, and generous. So, I, I'm doing a giveaway. I am actually giving away... An AR-15 stripped upper. What? You're you're giving away an AR-15 upper? How generous of you. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, if I'm being honest, it's my hand-me-downs. But <laughs> I, think, I think some people will enjoy it, especially people who are just getting into building their own AR-15. And I think it, it, it's a perfect item for the listener base of this podcast. So... The reason why I'm not keeping it for myself is because I actually switched it out because it's a it's an MMP Sport first generation. And if anybody knows anything about those first generations, they lacked a dust cover and a, a forward assist. So it's I mean that kind of sucks, but let's be honest, you'll probably never need it. And it's going to work. It's going to, I mean, the, if anything about those firearms is they work and they can take a beating, maybe not as much as if you had a dust cover and a forward assist, but it's going to fit good and it's going to shoot. So, and especially cause they're like scarce right now. So I figured you all might like this. So how do you enter for the drawing? Okay. So what I'm going to have you do, and for some of you people, this might upset you a little bit but this what i'm doing is going to kind of i i feel like benefit uh, help benefit your yourself and that is because to enter you have to send me two dollars in cryptocurrency yeah i i know for those of you who don't know anything about cryptocurrency have never used it you are the reason why i'm doing this because I, I want to motivate you to have a reason to finally get into it and start learning how to use this. Because this is going to, going to be a good skill to learn and a good asset for you. So how we're going to do this is all you have to do is send me an email to giveaway at btsoc.me. That's giveaway at btsoc.me. And from there, what you're going to do is you're going to 
tell me your name, or if not your name, your code name, if you want to stay anonymous, and your preferred cryptocurrency you want to send. And I will send you back an address. And from there, once uh, the payment is, or, or the gift, once the gift is confirmed, then I will give you a number. And on the next podcast, which should be a little over a week from now, uh, maybe right after the holidays, I haven't decided yet, but actually I might even do another podcast where I talk about it so that we get a, get a, give a chance of more people signing up. So anyway, after this takes place, once I am doing the giveaway, I will on video do a drawing and I will announce the winner. And from there, you don't have to pay shipping or anything. I mean, you must be, you must be, you must reside in the United States. Sorry, but I will send it out to you for free. So anyway, let's get into the podcast. I created this group on MeWe that is for people who want to participate in an alternative market, uh, in the agorist market, that participate in counter-economics. And it's called uh, Barter and Crypto Exchange. So it's a group where people can freely barter with other people and they can use cryptocurrency to purchase items. So it's like a buy, sell, and trade group. So you can just go in, look for people who are selling stuff, and offer them whatever you want, and trade however you want. You can post items for sale. I don't even have the group set for post-approval. Everything gets approved. If I see some bullshit being posted, yeah, I'll delete it. But I'm not going to zuck you. I'm not a Zuckerberg. I'm not a Nazi about deleting stuff. So there's some people that are active now. I think it's pretty cool. It's a good way to kind of gain more freedom in that aspect of your life. Now, so we talked about uh, like Facebook and Twitter alternatives. Now, what about. YouTube alternatives. Yeah, there are YouTube alternatives. Why would you want a YouTube alternative? Well, because first of all, they're owned by Google. That sh I explained earlier why Google are a bunch of idiots. But not only that, but YouTube is a huge offender at deplatforming people. And this one really sucks for people who put poured their heart and soul into YouTube creating their videos and their presence. Sometimes this is a platform where people, it's their main source of income, not just from like YouTube paying them, but uh, from people going on and buying their products that they're selling or, or donating to their Patreon or membership programs, whatever. And they're, no warning, people are just completely getting taken off. All their videos are gone. 
Well, some people say, well, why don't you have a backup? Well, I mean, a lot of people do, but the problem is if you were to go on an alternative platform from YouTube, you would have to manually go through and upload each individual one. And sometimes each individual one will take an hour or more, sometimes three hours just to upload one video. What if you are someone who's been on YouTube for a long time and you have over 500 videos? That's a lot. So the, the couple alternatives are BitChute and Library. L-B-R-Y is library. And actually, they, they're also associated with Odyssey. But we're just going to talk about library right now because your library videos will also be uploaded to Odyssey. But library is kind of cool because it's on the blockchain. So they're not going to be deplatforming you. It's a free speech place. And what's really cool is you get awarded cryptocurrency for using their platform. They have their own cryptocurrency. You get it for completing different tasks like watching a certain amount of videos or which it's they don't give you a whole lot, but it adds up. Um watching videos subscribing to accounts, uploading your own videos, connecting your YouTube account. So what's awesome about library, this is the coolest thing. And just for this reason should be enough to get you on library. L-B-R-Y. I think it's .net, L-B-R-Y.net or L-B-R-Y.tv. I don't uh, look it up. Uh, anyway, or I'll, I'll link it in the description. You can connect your YouTube account where it'll upload every single video you've had on YouTube up onto library. Not only will it upload all of them, but it'll also upload them as you're uploading to YouTube. So in the future, everything you put on YouTube will automatically be uploaded to library. So it's kind of a safety net, a backup for all your data and you can have another way to have a uh, a presence on on one of these uh, alternative platforms so i i think it's a win-win so those are two platforms you can use i've talked about this before but you can get a vpn a vpn will actually completely prevent anyone from tracking your data on your device for the most part at least and but some some things won't work properly because you're using a vpn but if you're ever doing something that you don't want someone to see you can turn on your vpn or whatever but vpns are good to have and um, one cool thing that they'll do is if someone was trying to track your location if let's say I'm in Michigan, I'm in Michigan right now, it'll actually show that I'm, I'm in like Beijing or something, which is pretty cool. I talked about using a secure browser. So in my opinion, I might be wrong. If I am, let me know in the comments or email me. But I think the most secure browser is the Tor browser, T-O-R. 
You can download that on your PC. I think you can download it on Mac. I may be wrong. Um, I don't know if you can download it on iOS. I think you can. But I, I do know you can download it on PC and you can download it on Android. Uh, they're going to completely block anyone from tracking you. There's absolutely no way anybody's tracking your data. Completely encrypted. So that's a good one to have. The issue is that it is because it's working so hard at encrypting your data. It's kind of slow. At least for some websites who are really being Nazis about tracking your data, like Facebook. I think that's why Facebook doesn't work properly on Tor. That's kind of funny. But there's another option, and this one is fairly secure. It's not as secure as Tor, but it's pretty secure. It's called Brave. So Brave actually operates on the Chrome. It's kind of like the same one that Google Chrome is using, but it's not Google Chrome. Uh, Chrome is an open source project to where anyone can use it and make it their own. So Chrome, Google Chrome has their own, Brave has their own, but they work pretty similar. Brave doesn't track your data like Chrome does, and they block people from being able to track your data. It'll show you how many... Um, like on your home screen of Brave, it'll actually show you how much data they've been filtering out for you and how many ads they've blocked, which is cool. It's kind of cool to see that. Another cool thing, kind of like I was talking about with Library, where you're awarded cryptocurrency, Brave does the same thing. So you can turn on um, Brave ads which are just ads that Brave allows you. They they block, their, you can make it so they're not tracking your data, that all this is in your settings, but Brave can send you ads and just from allowing them to have ads for you to view, they award you cryptocurrency. Now, you, you may think, well, this is a pain in the butt. I don't want a stupid ad popping up while I'm searching. No, that's not how it works. Um, it doesn't just pop up in your screen. So, for example, on my Android, I won't even see that I'm getting an ad on my actual browser. I'm searching like normal. But we'll, what will happen is in my notification up at the top, like your regular Android notifications, it'll pop up where it'll say, like, uh, It'll show the Brave icon and it'll say, like, this cryptocurrency could be the next key player in privacy or whatever. And then just from it showing a notification and you can just swipe out. You don't even have to click on it. And they still award you. It's They're awarding you this cryptocurrency for just allowing them to give you notifications for the ads work similar on your PC where it's not going to intrude on your tasks that you're doing, but you're still going to get that cryptocurrency. It's like I said, with library, it's not going to be a whole lot, but I mean, it's cryptocurrency. It's free. I mean, why not? 
So those are the two browsers that you can use. I personally use Brave because most I still have Tor downloaded. So if I'm doing something really um, that really sensitive that I don't want anybody to see, I'll use Tor. But for everything else, I use Brave because it's just so much faster and it's more user friendly, and I get cryptocurrency. So we got the VPN down to protect your device in general. We talked about settings. We talked about having a browser. Now let's talk about your search engine. So your search engine, do not use Google. Stop If you're using Google, stop using it right now. They're, they are tracking everything. And that's why if you were to use someone else's device and put it up right next to your device and you were to search the same exact thing, their results will be different from yours because they know what's more geared towards you. Another issue, though, is they actually won't allow you to see certain things in your results that they don't agree with. For example, if you were to start searching a bunch of things about um, like Dr. Sunitra Gupta and her opinions on COVID-19, it would filter a lot of these results out where your top results on it will actually be critics of her opinions and not just her opinions themselves. So they really try to push their agenda on you. I don't like that. Let me think for myself. I'm searching something. That's what I want to view. You don't get to decide for me what I want to see. So a good alternative is DuckDuckGo. A lot of people have heard of this. They do not track any data. They give you general results that are honest to your search. While the algorithm may not be as good as Google with certain things, it's still worth it as far as their privacy goes. So DuckDuckGo is awesome. Another one is called StartPage. So StartPage is a private search engine that actually uses Google through a third party where Google doesn't have the ability to track your data because they're actually searching it and giving the results back to you. So they can't track you. The one that I use the most is pre-search. This one, as long as you're using it right, you kind of mitigate the ability for them to track your data just like DuckDuckGo does. It depends on how you use it. And another cool thing about this, just like Library and Brave, is they award you cryptocurrency for your searches. So you have three three um, platforms that you can get cryptocurrency just for using their services. Now, pre-search doesn't require you to view ads. They just award you the cryptocurrency for using their service. And what's cool is on their homepage, they have a bunch of icons like YouTube, Google, DuckDuckGo, PreSearch, and you can click on one of those and do your search. 
and it'll pop up the results on that platform. So you can switch around between your results and automatically it's not going to be tracking you as much because it blocks that, prevents that. Now, they're not the most secure. I would say DuckDuckGo by itself is still the most secure. Just like Tor is more secure than Brave, DuckDuckGo is more secure than PreSearch, but it is more convenient and gives you better results, is faster, gives you cryptocurrency. So I usually use PreSearch. And like I said, you can just click DuckDuckGo icon in PreSearch, which is pretty cool. Now, if you are using any Google service, stop right now. Not just the search engine. I'm talking about Google Maps. Speaking of, turn off your location settings. Google Maps. Don't use Google Maps. That means their their email. Stop using Gmail. Create an alternative email account and start slowly switching over. So whenever an opportunity comes to switch your email, switch your email to that alternative email. Anytime you need to give out your email, give out your new one and slowly transition as much as you can. So they're not because they track your emails, they track your data, even though they say that your data is secure. Essentially, read the fine print, they're lying sacks of shit. So what are some email alternatives? Um, there's three that I would point to. Proton Mail is one. That's one that probably everyone has heard of. Uh, Tutanota. I think that's how I say it. Tutanota. T-U-T-A-N-O-T-A. Tutanota. I will link to some of these in my show notes as well. Um, the third one is Mail Fence. All of these are very secure. And you can't really go wrong with which one you choose. Different ones give you uh, more storage for default. You can upgrade and pay more for more storage. Um, from my understanding, I think Tutanota gives you the most storage. And they are very, very secure. I actually have email accounts on all three. But I, I use my Tutanota one more than the rest. So those are three email servers you can use. They are end-to-end -end encrypted, so good luck. <laughs> good luck being able to hack into your email and see them. Good luck. So those are your emails. Now, what about your text messages? You're telling me there's alternatives to text messages? Yes, there is. So, if you're just looking at your text messages alone, ones that are hooked up to your cell phone, Signal is one of the best that you could use for ones that are hooked up to your actual phone number. And when you download Signal on your iPhone or your Android, you can change it in the settings to where it'll be your default message app. Now, one thing about Signal is 
your text messages between people who do not have signal are not secure. It's going to be the same as if you're using your regular text message app. But what's cool is if someone else has signal, your messages will be 100% secure, end-to-end encrypted, 232-bit. It doesn't get more secure than that. And I think your phone, if someone else has signal, your phone calls and video messages will also be an, an encrypted. So that's pretty cool. I use signal as default, even though not everybody has signal. The ones who do will be able to be secure. How do I know signal works? Because not, I do not support Antifa, but Antifa was using the Signal app and they weren't able to trace their messages. The government wasn't. So if that doesn't tell you how secure it is. I don't know what does. So that's a good one. So other alternatives for messaging. If we're talking about ones that aren't connected to your phone number. Well, actually, let me change that. Telegram is one that is connected to your phone number, but not connected. And the reason I say that is because they're not sent as a text message. You do need your phone number to sign up. Keep that in mind. But your messages are end-to-end encrypted on everybody who messages you on Telegram. So they're not sent as text messages. So if someone, if you're using Telegram, you can't set it as like a default text message app because they're not text messages. They have to have a Telegram and they have to add you on Telegram and send you a message. Now, Telegram also has cool groups that you can join where it's just literally you can have a group with as many people as you want. Like I'm part of one that has like over a thousand people in it. Um, so that's cool. And what is also cool is for content creators, you can have a telegram announcement group where nobody else can comment or message in there except for you. If you're like me and have a podcast, I could announce to my followers that new podcast coming out, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So telegram. All right. Third one is Session. Session, out of these three, is the most secure and private messaging app you can get on your Android or iPhone. I think it's on iPhone. I got rid of my iPhone because, I don't know, my, my Android, my uh, I got a Galaxy Note 20 Ultra. It's the best phone I've ever had, but I got rid of my uh, iPhone XS Max. But anyway, um, Session is the most secure. And the reason why is because nobody is in charge of your data. Nobody is in charge. Your, your data is secured. Well, the only person in control of your data is you. So let's say the government were to show up on Session's door and put a gun to their head and say, I want Mike's information, they would say, well, we can't give it to you. We don't have their data. We don't store it. They literally couldn't give it to you. Unlike Signal and Telegram, 
whereas they actually store the data themselves. So that's cool. But whenever there is more security, there you sacrifice convenience. So what's hard about session is you can't just search someone by name. You actually have, if I wanted to message someone on session, when you go to download the app, you open it up. This is a cool thing and and a bad thing at the same time because it sacrifices that convenience, but you don't have to hook it up with your email. You don't have to hook it up with your phone number, nothing. You just download it, open it up. They give you a session code. It's this long code. And if you want someone to message you, you send them that code. You can either send it, or if you really want to be secure, you can write that code down on a piece of paper, hand it to them in person, because then you don't have any chance of anyone seeing that code. And all your messages will be completely encrypted. Nobody's going to be able, there's no way anyone's going to see your stuff. But if there was, for any reason, you felt like your messages or whatever, you've been compromised, you can, I think there's a a button that says like, start a new session and it'll completely delete everything and give you a new code. And then you have to hand out that code again. So it's awesome. I I have all three of these, but I use Signal because it's my text messaging app. I use uh, Signal the most and then I use telegram second to stay in touch with different groups i'm a part of and then session i haven't actually got to use it with someone yet but i plan on using it soon utilizing it soon now I'm just kind of moving down the list here, but um, the next one that I think is very important is your cloud storage. So this is a huge one. Most people don't know, but you can't trust these cloud services like um, iCloud or or Google Drive. Um, what's that one by Outlook? Um, I don't know, uh, Dropbox, you just cannot trust these because they, first of all, are keeping the data themselves that you're letting them be in charge of your data and they do look at your data and they sell your data. I, I forget, um, you, you can actually search this for yourself, but, uh, like for example, Dropbox, there's people who were able to see that Dropbox wasn't even just going through the data that they saved on Dropbox, but Dropbox was going through other data that's on their computer that has nothing to do with Dropbox. They were actually searching through their computer. It's really weird. So there's a couple of things you could do. Well, f- first, this is the one I use. Um, it's called P Cloud. You can get it on your iPhone, you can get it on Android, you can get it on PC, you can get it on Mac. It is an alternative cloud storage that vows to not intrude on on your data. So 
in general, I trust pCloud more with my data than I would ever trust any of these others. Now, not only do they tell you that they're not going to look at any of your data, but there's also a service within pCloud you can sign up for, and it's called Crypto, where everything, all your data is encrypted, and they can't even see it. Only you can see it. So that's just that added protection. So pCloud's very secure. It's awesome. Another thing cool about pCloud is they, I think they have two plans right now. You can pay for their 500 gigs or their two terabytes. And it's a one-time fee for life. I think 500 gigs right now you can get for like 125 bucks. Two terabytes you can get for, I think, little over 200 some maybe 225 i i can't i can't remember off the top of my head but it's free for life or not free sorry um you get their services for life now if you want to use their crypto you got to pay an additional but you can pay for it for life uh, they they do have month to month options but you can uh, pay that one-time fee and you'll get it for life. So that's cool. Um, your other option, this one's more complicated and will take a little bit of computer knowledge, but there's ways that you can self-host your cloud storage where it is stored on a hard drive or a PC that you have on at home through your um, IP address. And it's all self-hosted where you're in control of that data. Nobody else is in control of it. Now, there are risks because if you aren't careful with that data or you don't know what you're doing, that's, can it can be open for the taking. So there are some downsides as there is with everything. And I, th- I think the biggest downside is that it's just not as convenient like those others I talked about. But if you are someone who wants the best security, look into self-hosted uh, cloud storage. So going back through, let's kind of give an overview. First, change your settings in your phone and in your computer to make sure things aren't able to track you. Delete unwanted apps. Turn off your location settings. Delete your Facebook app. Delete your messenger. Use services on a secure browser if you can. Switch from Facebook to an alternative uh, social media. uh, Switch from YouTube. Uh, start using a VPN. There, there are many good ones. I didn't mention some names, but there are many good ones. Surfshark's a good one. I can link to that. Um, start using a different search engine from Google. Start using a different browser. Start using a different email. Start using different cloud storage. And these kind of things are going to lead to more security, more protection, and ultimately give more freedom to yourself and allows you to be more in control of your own life. So take that freedom back, control who is 
viewing your data, keep private everything that you can. All right, that's all I have for you today. So if you want to sign up for my email list, you can go on www.breakingthesystems.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and right there will be a sign-up form. If you want to listen to more episodes, you can also listen there. If you would like to contact me, you can send me an email by emailing contact at btsoc.me. That's contact at btsoc.me. You can also find me on social media. Uh, find me on MeWe. Uh, MeWe, you can search me just Michael Westra. And I'm, there's only two Michael Westras on MeWe at the moment. So I'm easy to find. But if you can't find it, I will uh, link to it in the show notes. And you can also find me on Parlor at BTSOC. That's the at symbol, BTSOC. Notice I didn't say Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely done with them. So find me on those social medias. I will also link to my Telegram. I do have a YouTube account. On top of YouTube, like I was mentioning in the podcast, I have a library account, a library slash odyssey. So I will link to my YouTube and my library slash odyssey. And from here, you can actually find the video versions of the podcast, which I'm going to be doing from now on. I, I just figure gives another way to put myself out there. But it's been real. I'm hoping to have some more awesome content for you coming soon, which I think I actually have a, a cool interview set up for next episode. So, Hope to see you then. Bye.